All right, with me now is Ollie Peterson, 6PR Perth Live presenter out of Aussie. Hi, Ollie. Heather, I want to become a duck master. Do you? <laughs> that was hilarious. It was brilliant. Was it? It I was mean, good. okay. Well, you might just have to become an NBA superstar and move over there, and then you'll be, you'll be in with a grin, Ollie, as it turns out. So you reckon Albo's still the man? Well, at the moment, the polls would say that. I think it'll uh, be very interesting come Saturday, but all the polls are showing that the Labor Party is going to win. But Heather, rewind three years ago, the polls said all of that. I think one of the sporting betting company was paying about 16 bucks for Scott Morrison to win the thing, and he did. So never look at the polls too closely anymore. It's really becoming as personal as it can do. Anthony Albanese's here in Perth today. He's having a crack at the government's new housing scheme, which was announced yesterday, could use up to 40% of your superannuation to buy your first property. It is uh, being debated. It's nice to have a bit of a debate about the, uh, the policy platforms. I just feel as though, Heather, the Prime Minister's running out of steam. He's running out of momentum. And I don't think that Australian Prime Ministers will ever again call a six-week campaign. It is gruelling, it's exhausting, and quite frankly, I think most Aussies are sick of it. What's so controversial about this plan to allow the first home buyers to dip into their super to buy the houses? Well, there's two arguments here. One is we don't have the supply, so therefore it'll just drive up prices automatically because all mm. of a sudden there'll be more first-home buyers competing for the available stock. Second issue being that's obviously there for our retirement. It's there to mature during our working life and we can use it when we retire. So let's say you had a hundred grand, you're going to take 40 grand out. You're obviously going to have 60 grand there trying to mature over that working life. When you sell the house, you have to give back not only the 40 grand, but then pay capital gains on that 40 grand. So, look, it's a little bit hard probably for most people to get their head around. I, I think it probably has merit. House prices in this country are out of control. A lot of younger Australians are saying, I'll never be able to purchase anything at all. I'll be renting all of my life. Something's got to be done. But probably the fundamental issue, which is not being discussed by either party here, Heather, is about addressing housing supply. That's our biggest issue, mm. and we already know through COVID-19 and logistical issues anyway, the delays on the construction of new homes is what is you know, causing the inflation in house prices at the moment. Is it enough to, to draw over the uh, sufficient voters to give ScoMo a chance? I don't think it is. I, mm. I don't think this was the, the rabbit he had to pull out of the hat, and I don't know what that rabbit was going to be. But I, I, it's a little bit of an underwhelming announcement, to be perfectly blunt about it, Heather, one week before the poll. He's obviously trying to lure younger voters in particular because he's hoping that a lot of rusted-on voters will stick with him. But you know what? I, I think the one thing that gives him fighting hope at the moment is that he's not trendy, Heather, to say, I vote Liberal or that I, I'm, I'm a fan of Team Blue because you've got all these other issues of climate change going on that they don't really want to address. And I'm not trying to dumb it down, but I think you probably tell your friends or you tell your pollsters, hey, I'm not going to vote for the Liberals. But then when you're in the privacy of the ballot box and you think about everything you have in your life, yeah, you know, I, I kind of like this party. I'll, I'll just tick them, but tell everybody else I didn't vote for them. So that's probably See, the one thing going their way. Yeah, which is what happened last time, right? Correct. So it's always a chance. Now, Andrew Simons' death, I mean, I can't believe you guys are so unlucky in your cricketing world. I don't know what's going on at the moment. We lose Warney, uh, we lose Rod Marsh, you go back a little further, Dean Jones, uh, and now here, Andrew Simons. This has just really sort of blown everybody's socks off, to be honest, Heather. You've heard wonderful tributes from the likes of Justin Langer and Adam Gilchrist. He was really his own man, Andrew Simons. And I mean, he, he really turned probably the, the one day cricket into the 2020 superstar. That's sort of the impact he had on cricket in, in our country and he was very successful in, in, the, in the very limited test matches he played as well. The police investigation and I know Channel 7 News is reporting that there 
is a thought here. Alcohol was involved in this single car crash just outside of Townsville on Saturday night. And that would be obviously a horrible, horrible set of circumstances. I know Andrew Simons appeared on Fox Sports in the memorial for the death of Shane Warne about 24 hours later. And Heather, he just didn't, he just wasn't there. You know, and obviously mm-hmm. the, the death of Warney really took its toll on Andrew Simons. Uh, you know, coming out as, as well over the last couple of days is when he was called a monkey by Harbhajan Singh and the monkey gate scandal that, that really affected his relationship with Cricket Australia and he even admitted at the time that he had a problem with alcohol to deal with that. So look, we are jumping the gun with that. I do stress that that is not confirmed at this stage, but Channel 7 News in Australia reporting alcohol was involved in uh, Andrew Salmon's uh, car crash, which ultimately cost his life. Just a quick pop quiz before we head off, Ollie. So if you have the North Sydney Bears and yep. they re-enter the NRL not from Sydney but from WA, are they still called the North Sydney Bears? Couldn't be. Had to be the West Australian Bears. Have to oh, be. WA okay. Bears. Bring it on. Do we, do we have that confirmed? No, but Peter Volandi's the, the boss of the rugby leagues, making all sorts of noises about it. So, you know, give it five years, but you, you know, Heather, that Perth's the best place on the planet. So oh, no, on. we're not going to have this conversation again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jeez, do not even bother stopping there, Ollie. You're the best part of Perth. Thank you so much, Thank mate. You, Oliver, Heather. <laughs> Oliver Peterson, 6PR Perth. Live. I mean, it, honestly, it was one of the best parts of the borders being closed. Eh? You didn't have to do that terrible because I've got family in, in South Africa and it's one of the worst routes you ever do. You fly Auckland to Perth and then you fly, fly Perth to Joburg. But the stopover in Perth is like 10 hours long or something like that. And it is just, it just kills you. And when the borders closed, I was like, well, don't have to do that trip for a while, will I? Okay, good. And then just hung around in our beautiful country, which was much, much better.